All right, well, good morning, guys. Thank you for having me here. Um, again, my name is Jason O'Neill, and I spent 25 years as a public school educator. I served as a teacher and a coach and administrator. Um, I actually went back into coaching a second time because I couldn't quite give it up, and I don't know. It's still, it's still in my heart in many, in many ways, so you never know about the future. Uh, the Lord does uh, strange things with you sometimes. Um, but after um, 20, and then my last seven years, I spent here, as Dwayne mentioned, as assistant superintendent at Logan Rogersville Schools, and uh, we, we moved here. My, uh, we've got a large family, which I'll introduce them here in just a second, um, but we brought the whole clan here to Rogersville and um, spent seven years serving in the school, and um, like I said, strange things happen sometimes. I never in a million years would have dreamed that I would leave public ed, especially early. I spent 25 years, and if, if any of you are familiar with our retirement system. It's 30 years for a full retirement in public ed in Missouri, and so after 25, I had this opportunity and felt like this was the, the, the way that the Lord was leading. Um, I want to back up, though, to part of that story about one community and being here in this church. Um, what Dwayne did not mention, he, he knows my oldest son, uh, Ethan, went to school here and graduated from Logan Rogersville, and several years ago, uh, he took off and went, he and his wife went to Austin, Texas for a church plant. And uh, he was kind of volunteering to help lead worship and do the music part of the ministry down there. Well, we had been down a couple times to visit them. And uh, our first time to go down and actually visit their church, um, we show up. And I had heard a little bit about it, but um, they were meeting. And can you guess? A public school. It was a middle school and it was in the auditorium. Well, Dwayne contacted me, I think, maybe like a week or two after I, we had just been down in Texas. I just, we were just there to you know, see the church get launched and have their first uh, service there in, in the auditorium there at the school. And much like you, they want to have a building and a facility, but it just wasn't, wasn't working. And so uh, they needed to start somewhere, and they, they, they chose that auditorium. Well, when Dwayne called and he asked, he basically just said, is there anything in the school district that we could use for a facility to meet? We'd like to rent a space, and it may be temporary, it may be a, long, um, a little longer term, we don't know yet, but we know we need somewhere to meet. We've kind of outgrown the home, for, um, home meeting format, and man, it immediately like, yeah, Dwayne, I think I've got a pretty good idea for you, and I think we can make this work, because I've just been down in Texas and seen this uh, really work pretty flawlessly down there, and so... Um, it's been a great relationship. Um, one thing that I want you to know that you, you may know and you may not fully know, um, just how much your church is appreciated, um, not just by the community here, obviously you got a name called One Community because I think you have a heart for serving the local community, um, but the school in particular. Um, part of my role as assistant superintendent um, primarily was operations, and so um, buildings and grounds, buses, food service, um, transportation, maintenance, all of construction, um, HR, all of those kind of things. Well, we have a maintenance director here at the school district, which is an extremely talented man, and they've got a great crew, and I think they save the district a lot of money by doing work in-house. Um, what they don't like to do is sometimes bring in um, volunteer groups who may just kind of create more work for them sometimes, or maybe kind of get in the way of what we're trying to do. And, so usually people's hearts are in the right place, but when the group gets here, sometimes it doesn't go that great. Guys, that is not the story with one community. Logan Rogersville has a maintenance director that speaks, a lot of you don't, you've never even met the guy, but he speaks so highly of this church all the time. 
to all kinds of people. And so ultimately, I think those kind of things, the way that you're serving here in the school and the community is part of the Great Commission. It is drawing people to truth. It's drawing people to um, the story of Jesus and his saving grace. And so when you do those kind of things, um, it matters. And I just want to say thank you. Um, for me, the seven years here um, was, was very blessed, and a lot of it had to do with, um, with you guys and, and what you did for service projects. Uh, let me introduce my family. Um, they're here with me, my wife, Mikkel, my son, JJ, and Leah. And there's a picture here of them. Most of the time, we, people don't know us that much. They just know that we're like J.J. and Leah's parents. That's, oh, well, you're, you're, you're Leah's mom or you're J.J.'s dad. And so um, they, these are our youngest two children. Um, the next slide actually shows the full story. Um, we've got five kids, and we've got four grandkids and three in-laws. And um, we've got our youngest grandchild with us here today because our daughter was working. And so um, he, he decided to come to church with us. And it's doing okay so far back there, it seems like, and so he was pretty excited during worship. Um, but yeah, that's our whole crew, and um, we, we have spent um, our lives pursuing, pursuing a calling, and sometimes we didn't know what that calling was. We've pursued being teachers and coaches, and um, my wife, Mikkel, here is an administrator in the school district. She's assistant principal over at the Upper and really just serves kids and teachers. And so we, we continually try to pursue what we think is a calling on our lives. And guys, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes we get it completely wrong. Sometimes uh, we have to take two, two steps back in order to take one step forward, which seems like counterproductive. But sometimes we have to do that. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of come back to this point a little bit later, but... Um, it's all for a purpose, and it's all for a reason, and uh, we are continually learning, and myself, most, most of all, um, there, was, there was no way I, I thought I should be in full-time ministry. That just doesn't make any sense. Ministering to kids maybe on a football field, or ministering to teachers in the building, or ministering to parents, but not like working in ministry, not like being in full-time ministry, and again, I'll come back to that a, a little bit here later, but um, you just never know what the Lord has planned for you. And so, um, really quick, um, I'll just kind of give you a, a, brief, a brief testimony. When I was a kid, I had some coaches who were Christian men. And uh, my teen years, um, I wasn't the kid that was uh, running around and partying and doing crazy things. Um, I had been churched, I'd been saved when I was 10, um, but we went through some hard things when I was a teenager, uh, difficult times, and I really needed a positive influence in my life. And I had a couple coaches in particular, Christian men, and they just really invested in me. And to, to this day, I still talk to them quite often. I'm in constant contact with them. Um, one guy lives uh, in another state, and we talk maybe once every couple of months. And another person lives here locally, and uh, we talk, I don't know, every other week or something. And so that doesn't, that's not everyone's story who participates in an activity in school. But let me tell you, whenever you've got someone who makes an incredible difference in your life and they point you to truth, um, there's a relationship that never goes away. And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, I went on and um, had the opportunity to uh, play college football. And during that time, I met the person who would eventually become the state director for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA. So I was involved in FCA in high school because of these coaches. They're getting kids together in huddles and they're doing devotionals and praying and, and uh, sharing truth with us. Um, when I go on to college, 
same thing, I kind of stay involved in FCA and uh, in, eventually end up meeting the state director because I played ball with, with his son. And so once I got out of school, I started teaching and coaching myself. This guy shows up all the time. His name's Gary Beats. He retired from FCA, um, I think about six years ago. But he would just show up at the school. Hey, Jason, how's your walk with the Lord? How's your family doing? Do you need a box of Bibles? How's your huddle going with your kids? Are you holding FCA? Are you guys doing your devotionals? Uh, what's going on with your team? Do you have any kids on your team that might want a Bible or might want um, these devotional study materials? Hey, by the way, we have an FCA family camp that you need to come to. Um, there's a marriage retreat. You need to bring your wife and, and come to this thing. Don't worry, we've got the, the cost covered. You don't have to pay a dime. Just show up and let us pour into you. Those things happened to me for 20 years. I was just receiving all of this ministry that this guy was so relentless to, to provide and really kind of almost forced me into taking advantage of. And uh, it made an incredible difference in my life. And um, it also empowered me to do some of those things with the kids and the coaches that I was working with over time. Um, so anyway, fast forward 25 years, well, not 25 years, fast forward 18 years, and I come here to Logan Rogersville Schools as assistant superintendent, and guess who shows up? The same guy, Gary. Hey, I'm gonna be retiring soon, but we need to get you on our board. You're not coaching, you're not a principal anymore, you have like a district level leadership position, and, and um, I think you need to come and serve on our board. Come be a representative on our board for the state of Missouri and be that voice for public schools. I said, Gary, I do not have time to do that. I'm going to school, I am working at school, I'm in a brand new job, I got five kids and they're all busy. We've got a mother-in-law that lives with us. We can't even hardly get moved here, let alone can I serve on a board. Well, the guy leaned on me and uh, did not let me say no. And so that ended up the last seven years while I was serving here at the school district, I was also serving on our board of directors for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, last fall, the state director resigned, good friend of mine. Um, this, was, this was the first guy's replacement, okay? So just not to get confused, the, the guy Gary recruited me all these years, um, asked me to be on the board. He retired, another person filled his shoes. I'm friends with that guy, love serving on his board. He resigned last fall, we have an opening. I have no interest in this position, not whatsoever. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a public school educator. I'm not a, I'm not a minister. I'm not, I don't work for a, a ministry organization. That's not my niche. That's not my lane. Um, so I sat on, on the interview committee some months later. In about February, we uh, started to interview candidates, and man, the Lord started doing a work on my heart. And I couldn't get away from it. And I'm supposed to be on the interview team hiring someone for this position. Now, if you're like a little cynical like my, some of my children are, you're probably asking this question, well, did you hire yourself? No, I didn't. I, uh, as soon as I started feeling like, man, maybe this is something I should consider, um, I talked to my wife, and um, basically in a nutshell, she was just like, why wait? Why don't you just at least look at it? You can't control the Lord's timing. I'm thinking this isn't really gonna happen. Um, this is just like a, an act of obedience. Go through the process, they're gonna hire someone else. Well, here we are today. Um, that all happened in April, and so I'm, I'm so glad to be uh, serving in this role. I'm learning every day. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm just running around all over the state of Missouri trying to uh, work with our current staff, trying to hire a new staff, and trying to get people into coaches' and kids' lives. Uh, really, uh, for one reason, the Great Commission, to spread the gospel, and because someone invested in me so heavily. Um, we've got about a five-minute video that I wanted to show you. 
Um, if you could pull it up. It, it's a little long, but there are some incredible testimonies in this video. This will give you kind of an overall frame of reference or perspective for the ministry itself. And then once this video is over, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the ministry, kind of what we're all about, and what we're trying to do locally here in Missouri, what my role is, and, um, and then give you some examples of um, how ministry happens with coaches and kids. And so if you could roll the video and I'll step aside for a minute. Young basketball coach on the partly touched by God, and he saw this vision for And he was bold and courageous enough to reach out to a gentleman named Grant Bridges, asking for a five-minute meeting. Turned out that five minutes ended up being five hours. If athletes would endorse automobiles or cigarettes, why couldn't they endorse this thing that was about life? If we are to have a Christian fellowship, you know you should upset America before the next generation is over. You could. You know you could. FCA moved quickly enough, but was it just an idea or was it an idea that would go someplace? Athletes and coaches giving their time, giving their financial support, giving their witness to Christ. There's something more than the playing field. There's something of the field of life and the joy and fellowship and power that God gives. And FCA is sustained this kind of growth. And it lived with its success and I'm convinced that it's because of the humility, service, sacrifice, just miraculous thing. Every morning around the globe, thousands of FCA staff and volunteers in a journey are a foot in the door ministry and want to help the church get into places where it can't really go. We're constantly trying to stay out front and be on the cutting edge. Food. I don't know if any ministry has had a greater impact on our ministry. I think this one I've ever had. Yeah, it's real. You get them when they're in elementary school, middle school, all the way up through the professional and adult level, and so few ministries are able to do that. Never lost sight of their mission. Never lost sight of one vehicle that we have in schools is mention the Word of God. You look at what you see on TV, all the things, it looks like we're losing. I'm here to say we're not. He has had his hand in protecting on this ministry. It is for this time. Creating true leadership and coaches. We've really matured into a ministry that's ministering to and through the coach. When you need the opportunity to have these little meetings that you're planning to see every day in order them to be the most effective person for Christ with their players. You need to get at their hearts first. 
FCA is constantly, consistently planting kingdom seeds. As a coach, I can impact my team and in turn bring the players to Christ. So if we can get them to understand really what it means to coach for Christ, we'll see campuses transformed, we'll see athletes transformed, we'll see entire communities transformed. Transform. So you know when you were unified by the Christians on the public school campus, openly, we didn't have the fellowship church now. FCA gives me the opportunity and other athletes the opportunity to share a faith in youth sports. They're not the object of ministry only. They're the ministers that are on the campus. FCA offers over 700 camps and over 80 ministries worldwide. 88,000 coaches and athletes experience inspiration and perspiration. It's great to have God on your side when you're, you're playing sports like that. Transforming communities. As we establish ministry in community sports, we feel like we're aligning our ministry to not only reach coaches and athletes that compete on the campuses, but also in the communities around the world. We are at a key time as a ministry. As the door has been opened, take what we've learned for 60 years nations serve them. It's an impact to the city and at the same time to the churches. And to encourage our athletes an opportunity to serve others through FCA. If God raises up a leader wherever they are, God's going to bring the revival. I'm a financial guy. I like results. And I don't know of any better place to invest my money than in to see FCA advance across America, now the globe internationally, we are abundantly grateful. We are the ministry today because of the faithful servants who have gone before us. We're going to be the ministry tomorrow because of the seed we planted. So, as I mentioned, kind of a long video. Let me, let me make something really clear. I'm not standing up here showing you a video to promote an organization. Um, I'm standing up here to promote the, the opportunity for salvation, the opportunity for uh, truth to be um, spread across our globe. Um, some people think, well, it's... it's Fellowship of Christian athletes, and so there's just like this emphasis on athletes. And we got 2,300 kids here in school in Rogersville. We've got nearly a million kids in school in just the state of Missouri alone. And so it's really not about the kids who are in the limelight. It's not about the kids who are getting their name called to run out onto a field or onto a court. It's about using something that we know has an incredible platform. 
I mean, what other platform is there, on, not just in the U.S., but across the world, that people watch, people listen to, people scrutinize, people think about, they, they create fantasy leagues even. It's like the fantasies about this, this thing called athletics. And so it's not about sport. It's not about the organization. It's about just taking a vehicle that we have available to us to spread the gospel. And that's it. It's really simple. And so uh, that's why we exist. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to be serving. I want to um, talk to you just a little bit about, and guys, uh, again, Dwayne's already mentioned the church is, is supporting uh, me in this ministry. Every person that's in the ministry, uh, they go out and raise support, just like a missionary who's going overseas. And some of you are familiar with Crew, uh, Campus Crusade, and ministries like that. It's the same type of format. And so I'm so appreciative of you as a church body um, making this possible. It couldn't happen. It just the, the ministry could not happen unless it was supported, prayed for, and funded by uh, people who are willing to, to uh, do their part kind of behind the scenes. And so thank you for doing that. I'm not, this is not a sales pitch because you, you're already there. And, and so I greatly appreciate that. Um, I do want to educate you and talk to you just a little bit about um, what the ministry, it, kind of the nuts and bolts of the ministry, and then show you some of the impact that we've had. So um, our vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. So again, the emphasis is not coaches and athletes. The emphasis is the world and sharing the one truth that we have. Jesus Christ, there's a God. He created all of this and us. For some crazy reason, he gave us free will and doesn't force us to choose him. He lets us make all, we can do anything we want to do. I give, find myself giving that message quite a bit here lately. We can literally do anything we want. Anything. God didn't make us a robot. He didn't make us a puppet. He gave us free will just so that we could experience his glory and his saving grace. That's what our vision is, is really to see the entire world transformed. We're just going to try to use this small little vehicle that we have called athletics to do it. Our mission, and this is really important because this has become very strategic for us. Our mission is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. So again, what we want to do, we're engaging every single coach in the state of Missouri. We're not there yet, but we are trying. Um, we're taking a very strategic approach to that. We want to meet every single coach. And what I tell our staff, we've got 19 staff in the state of Missouri. They're uh, doing field ministry, what we call field ministry, boots on the ground, interacting with coaches and kids, putting on events like Fields of Faith, um, helping us have Bibles and study materials for a huddle that meets at school on a campus where kids are praying. It's awesome. Um, but that's, that's our mission is to have that interaction with every single coach in our state. Um, of course, it's bigger than that. You saw in the video, we've made a transition to become more of a global and, or international ministry. A lot of people think, well, when I ask people, like, well, what do you think of when you think of FCA? Actually, let me ask that question. I'm a teacher, and, and um, I kind of like things being interactive. So what do you, I mean, anybody in here knows anything about FCA? What do you, what's the first thing you think of? Anybody been around and seen it happen or been part of it? Oh, this is a risky move I'm making here. Student-led groups, anything else? Anybody, let me just do this. Let's make it a little more mechanical. Raise your hand if you've ever been to an FCA huddle or event or anything. Okay, so now you're, the onus is on you. You got to answer now. Half this room raised their hand. All right, so see, I got you there. What else do you think of? He said student-led groups. What else? Just anything. 
meet me at the pole, see you at the pole, meet right out there around the pole. Hey, schools across our entire nation, kids putting out the word, putting out the announcement, going to a flagpole, and then like the adults aren't leading the thing, kids are leading prayer. Let me tell you something, I have a lot of people that I hear make comments like, we got to get prayer back in schools. We got to get the Bible back in schools. Well, I do wish our public schools um, could do some things differently. After 25 years, I wish we could. Let me tell you, our kids have a tremendous amount of freedom, and our teachers and coaches have quite a bit themselves. Our kids can pray as much as they want. They can assemble as, I mean, not, they can't like walk out of class and do this sort of thing. Kind of got to be within the bounds, but I mean, our kids can assemble, and they can straight up basically have church if they want. Our kids have a ton of freedom in school. It's us that have to have a relationship with them and empower them to do so, and that's what we're trying to do through SCA. But, um, you know, there's, there's donuts, there's huddles, there's fields of faith events, there's all those kind of things, but that is just our mission to try, really, to have people have a relationship with Jesus, and then, as a ministry, we're not trying to be the church. We're trying to point people to the local church. Hey, go get involved in a local church. Here's somebody that you know that goes here or whatever, and we do an awful lot of that. So, uh, next slide. Our, what we call, this is our best play. Everything's obviously sports vernacular in our ministry. And so like I told you, that I mentioned you're, you're uh, supporting the ministry and so you're on our home team. That's what we call our, uh, our financial supporters. And so and everything is, of course, all of this uh, sports language. But um, this is really our methodology or our strategy is what we call E3. And what we're trying to do is engage with every single coach. Again, I'm talking about Missouri because that's my job, but every single coach in the state of Missouri once we engage with them, if we can kind of build a relationship where they know we're not, we don't want anything from you, we're not, trying to, um, we're not trying to have you do something for us, we're trying to invest in you and pour into you and serve you and bless you. And then once you recognize the saving grace of Jesus, once you begin to live that life, or if our coaches already do, then we work to equip them in their environment how that they can spread the gospel among their students and do it legally and effectively. And then we try to empower them. So we call that our best play, it's E3, um, engage, equip, and empower. And really what we're trying to do is empower our coaches to go have that influence when everyone's looking. And when sometimes it may seem like you can't do that sort of thing. I'll show you a picture later that would uh, say otherwise. Next slide. Um, again, every one of these are biblically based, I know, I. I I'm probably already 20 minutes over, and so, uh, no, uh, what do I, would you tell me, half an hour, I think, and so uh, I'm not going to go through and read every one of these scriptures, but I want you to know we're very biblically based in everything that we do and what our strategy is. Next slide. Even more so, I think it's really important for you to know, and again, you can't see these. I know you can't read this from the screen. I barely can here. I, in fact, I brought glasses so I could see it, but um, the ministry, just so you know what you're supporting nine fundamental beliefs that we have in this ministry is that the Bible is God-breathed. There's only one God. There's only one creator, one God, and he's triune. It is, we believe in the Trinity. Um, Jesus, virgin birth, he died on a cross and then rose again. The resurrection, as you well know, is so very important, and that's something that we are trying to teach our coaches and our, and our youth that are involved. And I, I say youth, our athletes, because it's everything from youth sports all the way to professional sports. Um, 
Salvation can only happen through Jesus. You know the verse that you, you only come to the Father through Him. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, our helper, our friend. Life is eternal. We are eternal beings. And um, we're, going to, we're going to live on in one way or another. And so that's why everyone needs this message so desperately. Um, unity of believers. We believe in unity. Uh, we, we, we're pretty out here, guys. We're pretty bold and straightforward with how we define marriage. And um, it's one man, one woman. And that's, that's where... Um, that's where intimacy was designed to happen, and so we stand on that very strongly in a very difficult world to do that, especially in public settings right now, um, and in what's happening in, in uh, many churches even, uh, pretty hard. And we deal with some things with that, but we're going to stand bold and we continue to do that, and I think uh, most churches like you guys would really appreciate that, and that we are all created in God's image. And so those are just, again, I'm just breezing through those real quick, but I want you to know what you're supporting, this message that we're getting out to coaches and kids in schools. The next slide, please. Um, just this is the Missouri map, and just so you know, I personally um, don't actually go do a whole lot of work in Kansas City and St. Louis. We have another director that's really kind of in a role similar to mine because that metro, those metro areas have so many schools. It's so saturated with you know more than a million people in each one of those places, and so. The Missouri FCA ministry, we actually just kind of handle all of the rural areas. Um, Springfield's the biggest city that we work in, and so that map represents what we've got going on. If you see a yellow triangle, it means that we've got a, a, at least one staff member there, but not enough, not nearly enough. If you see a no triangle in an area, that means we've got at least two staff members. We'd like to have more based on the number of coaches maybe in that area, and then if you see a red um, triangle, that one, we call that our West Central area. We actually don't have any staff members, and so I'm looking to try to, to find someone, recruit them, and hire them, and put them uh, to work in the ministry there. But that's kind of my role is I've never served in this ministry, and so I'm learning along the way, but I've been a recipient of it. I've been involved in it, and I'm, 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 I, I really believe that um, being a head coach, being an athletic director, a principal, and then an assistant superintendent really were all things that I didn't know at the time ultimately were leading probably to serving in this way so that I can assist our staff to more effectively go in and work in school. So go to the next slide, try to breeze through this. You can't see this and I can't either, but what I want you to know, this is what I meant earlier, we're very strategic about what we're trying to do. This is, there's data here from every one of our areas that I talked about, we've got nine areas, there's over 7,000 just high school coaches alone on this spreadsheet. I've asked our staff to name every one of them that they have at least any interaction with. We're very strategic in trying to interact with every single one of these coaches because, guys, we live in a world where our kids are too busy, our families are too busy. My wife and I were having this discussion not just this morning, but nearly every day of our lives because we are doing too much. But there is someone who's present for all of that busyness with a lot of our kids in our schools with a lot of people who have a platform, and that is coaches. So that's why we identify all of these people very specifically. Over 10,000 coaches between middle school, high school, and the collegiate level, just here in the state of Missouri, not even including Kansas City and St. Louis. So I just want you to see that we're very strategic in how we're trying to get the truth into these people's lives so that they can spread a grassroots approach. Go to the next slide, please. Um, I, I've shown you this picture because this is, this is the real stuff, okay? This is not... Me, the guy that's on the road, the guy that is 
working in the office many times, which somebody's got to do that job. Honestly, when I served as a principal and when I served as an assistant superintendent, there were many times I really kind of thought, I'm in the wrong place. My heart is coaching kids. I know what I was designed to do, so what am I even doing here? I kind of feel the same way right now in the role that I'm in, if I'm going to be completely transparent with you. Probably not the best thing to share in a public setting like this, but it's true. Um, really what my heart is is coaching kids or doing what this guy's doing. This is Mark Gassman in the green shirt at the top of the picture. He's been in the ministry for 37 years, getting ready to retire in December. So I made a trip up to go visit with him. I spent two days in his area. He took me on a whirlwind adventure. We went and visited five different head coaches at Central Methodist University. He also does ministry at Mo Valley, uh, Missouri Valley, but I, we didn't have time to go there. We went to six different high schools while I was there and met with upwards to like 15 more coaches. And then we ran around and did a couple of his devotionals and Bible studies. This was a pregame devotional prayer that happened right on a softball field, right before the game in this community called Salisbury. And every one of these kids are locked into hearing this guy share a verse with them and then pray over their team before they play. This is what the ministry is about. This is what we're trying to accomplish and do. And this is what I really get, exci get, excited, get excited about. Go to the next slide. Um, this picture is near and dear to my heart, and it's kind of, it's a little fuzzy. Um, it's an old picture that kind of blew up since you could see it. But um, the guy, I can't really point to it, but all the coaches, as you can tell, are in uh, black coaching shirts there. Um, I'm kind of not closest to the, to the goalpost there, but uh, the guy kind of leaning forward, hat in one hand. That's, our, that's a football team I coached. Um, Fairgrove's where I grew up, and then I went back there and coached for a while. Guys, that is, that is around right there by our goalpost with, I don't know, probably 12, 1,500 people in the stands right before a football game. Maybe more. I think that was a daytime playoff game. There might have been a couple thousand people there watching our team pray. And let me tell you something. I got saved when I was 10. I was churched, and I kind of understood truth. And I knew when I went into this profession, I was doing what I was called to do, but I probably would have never been bold enough or even thought I should do something like that if I didn't have this guy hounding me and chasing me down and saying, why don't you come to our marriage conference? Why don't you take these Bibles and hand them out to any kids who need them? And um, What do you need? How's your walk going? How's your marriage going? And so um, that is a result. Kids praying before and after a ball game learning how to be bold in their faith, that would not have happened. And this isn't about me. This isn't, a, this isn't a message about Jason. This is a message about truth and how when you get affected by it, it empowers you to share that truth with others. Go to the next slide. Um, this is really about you guys. I'm going to run into this thing as many times as I can. This is really about you guys. This was an event that happened at Second Baptist last, last school year. And um, I reached out to a couple of local churches and asked if they would um, help us with the cost, and you guys did, uh, to send some coaches and kids to this men's event that happened um, in Springfield. Now, there's going to be another picture that will show you the men's event that happened here, but um, this, this cost like 20 bucks a person to send a bunch of kids. Those are Logan Rogersville coaches and kids that went to an event 
stood there for worship and then listened to people who were pretty meaningful. I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of um, football, but Gene Chizik, guys, a, a major Division I, very famous coach, and then Jonathan Evans. Um, you've probably heard of Dr. Tony Evans. He's a pastor of a church, has a lot of books and radio shows. That's his son who also played in the NFL. That's an associate pastor at his church. Those guys were in Springfield speaking to kids about truth. Well, you guys helped us uh, pay for that. That's before I was on FCA staff. I was just reaching out like, hey, can we get a little help to send some kids and coaches to this thing where they can hear some truth? Um, go to the next picture. Of course, you recognize this. This was yesterday. The, the, this happened yesterday. Right here in this school, in this church, we have a football coach who told our boys, it's not required, guys, but sure would love for you to come and bring your dads or bring some other significant male figure in your life and come, come be part of this breakfast and this activity. These are just like tiny, tiny little Rogersville examples of what we're trying to do in our ministry um, to get the truth everywhere we can. Um, go to the next picture. And thank you, by the way. It was a great, it was a great little um, conference or whatever we want to call it, men's event yesterday. It was really great. Um, this is the kind of the summation of what I wanted to share with you today. Ephesians 2.10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I told you, um, I'm, not, I'm not super confident in this, but I'm in, I am confident in truth. I'm not confident even in my own story or my own experiences, but I am confident in this, in this truth, in the Word, in this um, perfect book that we have with instructions for how to, how to live life. And I don't do it very well sometimes. But I'm confident in this. And guys, my personal story is I was doing things and making choices that I did not realize were all about preparing for something else and something greater later on. I just want you to be encouraged by that. Whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, whatever happens today, tomorrow, whatever's going on in your life, it... it it can be all about God preparing you beforehand for how you will walk and serve Him in the future. So I'm a testament to that. Um, I, there is no way I really should probably be standing up here talking to you. Um, we're a work in progress. Um, I, I took down a note yesterday during the men's conference. Rod Handley, great speaker, appreciated him being here. Um, he made a comment yesterday. He said, find it here. Sorry. He said that God qualifies the unqualified. And man, that rung true with me because I've many times, and maybe it's the evil one I'm battling, I think, when we try to step out, but many times I feel very unqualified uh, to be doing something like this. And you may feel that too, whether it's sharing with someone at work or leading a, um, something in your community or in your home or, or somewhere else, but um, God qualifies the unqualified, and it's all about His grace. He does that. So... Thank you for giving me a chance to come speak with you today. If you want to know anything else about FCA, I might be glad to share it with you. 
Um, but really, I just this was an opportunity to come and say thank you for what you're doing. Um, every day, we are walking into public schools and in public places and spreading the gospel. And that's what the whole thing's about. We couldn't do it without your help. So thank you, Dwayne. Um, Dwayne, I think, has asked, asked me to, to close some prayer, and then he's got a couple of announcements. So um, yeah, let's pray. God, thank you. Um, thank you for your saving grace. Thank you for creating us. You are the one creator. You are the one true God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's our, that's our God. You are God. We are not. We are your creation. You made us in your image. And yet you gave us free choice, Lord. And many times our choices are so detrimental to uh, your call for us, your plan for us, Lord. But God, here you are providing grace, providing mercy, providing a perfect plan so that we could have relationship with you and so ultimately that we can be saved and understand unity with you um, someday, God. And so, Lord, I just ask that um, whether it's this organization or some other, whether it's this church body, Lord, that your truth would be known because of what's happening here on Sundays and because of what's happening in the relationships that are spread across this room. God, I just pray that it would be more about you and less about us, more about your truth and less about our imperfections, more about how you are perfecting us and providing, providing us um, growth, Lord, and a path towards righteousness. We cannot do it on our own. We cannot save ourselves, Lord. It's only you. And so thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity to come and speak here today, God. Uh, may everyone who, who's listened to these words walk away with nothing but, but the message of you and everything else would just fall away, God. In Jesus' name, amen.